Welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So we're back again this week to talk about, you know, filling out the rest of our Hall of Fame ballot. Well, our expansion Hall of Fame ballot, so to speak. Last week we went through 18 guys. And this week we're kind of here back to look at 18 more to add into the Hall of Fame. We're going to try. We're going to try, yeah. And I, I mean, just to kind of go back to the numbers, if you just want to look out, look at it. The NBA Hall of Fame has 178 players out of the roughly 4,400 that have played the game. So that's about 4%. NFL is actually much less. It's 346 out of the 23,000. No, 26. Almost 27,000. So they're only like 1.3%. So they're about in line with where baseball is. Hockey's at the uh, 289 out of roughly 8,000. So they're at about 3.6%. And Major League Baseball is at 263 out of the 23,500 players, not counting. No, that, that includes the Negro League players. Right, so that's about 1.1. If all of the three people in the Hall of Fame are counted, it's about 1.4. So that's all your managers and yeah. your umpires and your executives. So you don't really need to add that many people to make this more equitable. Right, and, and um, we had something sent in by uh, a fan of the show, Scott Myers, thank you, uh, talking about how over time there are fewer and fewer active Hall of Fame players that are playing, uh, and that's just a statistical fact, at any one time compared to what used to be the right, case. Now, this is in part because since the Hall of Fame wasn't something that always existed, you had to go back through time and add guys. And pick which, those guys which up. would increase the number of guys. But when you think about it, it doesn't really make sense that, like, what there's less hall of fame level talent now playing like i'm pretty sure if we took half of like certain guys back now that were really good players they'd be even better players 50 years ago i think like you said uh, off air it's probably an episode unto itself we could go into so uh the the point being that having the 1.25 percent look we're just picking a number here that seems that's going to sustain over time because chances are we we, we say at this we're going to get two to three hall of fame players a year or five in two years you yeah. should get in order to keep the current rate now, I think if you're going to look at these next 18 guys that we'd be adding in, I think there's two groups of players, not not obviously trying to equate them in any way, but there's two distinct groups of players that you need to look at and pull from because they should be in right now when we just have neglected adding both of them for different reasons. One of those, I'd say, are the the, the ball players from the Negro Leagues. They should they, they're now being they're now counted as part of it. They're now eligible and we will likely see them get included in a much higher rate going forward. But there's still not enough, and there's probably a slew of guys that stand that should be in, and we're not going to be able to add all of them quickly enough. No, and 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 not only that. So the premise here is that we're going to add some Negro League ball players based upon stuff that we've gone back and read about. There's not enough statistics to really understand how long these Negro players actually play because they didn't record the game. So you might have, uh, you know. Uh, partial statistics for players, even though they played in the Negro leagues without re- having stuff recorded. Right. It's very difficult. The guy was a great player. And right. We knew like stats. Minnie Minoso, who actually didn't make it over in the major leagues before that. Like, he was one of the first players along with Jackie Robinson early. Yeah. Early. He was a fantastic player and was somebody that should really be 
celebrated as much as a Jackie in some Over ways. Overlooked a long time, and Minnie definitely I, – I, he's got a chance actually of getting in this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a couple of other names we, we that I went back and found, and you, you, we talk about John Beckwith and William Bell. Um, these were uh, really good players that didn't have uh, the – 10 years in Major League Baseball that we use as the criteria for the, the Hall of Fame because they didn't record games. So we're going to hold out four slots for Negro League players of our next 18, if you will. For, for guys like these guys, because they deserve to be there. They, they're as much a part of baseball history as any of the Major League ball players. And if we're using the 3,500 to expand our point to make it at 1.25%, we have to include those players exactly. in there, even if we don't know exactly who they are. Right. Now, I will say this. Then the, you get into another strange group, which is are not being included for a very different reason, and that is the PED guys. Who yeah. should be in there? Well, and, and we've we've said some that, of them. We've said that for a long time, right? They should be there on merit. So, uh, and we're going to have uh, David Gordon on the show, who wrote the book Baseball Generations. We talked about in the prior episode uh, and his concept of career value in, uh, index, uh, and we'll get into that. But his uh, one of the things he did that we really like was he went and looked at those steroid guys, took the the, uh, the PED guys, I should say, not steroids, and took twenty five percent off the some value of the years where they're suspe- suspected of being on steroids, which hurts some players more than others right bonds doesn't affect no doesn't matter so you want to ding we're dinging him as we said in the last episode 25 percent of his values through his unbelievable 2000s doesn't even come close to touching him and and so bonds gets in under that premise barry bonds is a hall of famer he might have been a hall of famer before all of that stuff not might not might yeah you know, how about guys that win three consecutive MVPs, which he did when he was with the Pirates before the whole, all this other stuff happened and all that, you know, they get into the Hall of Fame. Right, exactly. <laughs> like the idea that he's not a Hall of Famer is just, it feels yeah. holier than thou almost. 100%. Like, oh, we can't. He's I, a cheater. Okay, we have acknowledged he's a cheater if you want to look at it that way by dinging him some statistics. But now, everybody was you cheating. You can't just negate his entire career as if he didn't exist. Right, how many... How many guys that just weren't ever – since they weren't that good, nobody ever really paid attention to whether or not they were doing steroids. I bet there's a lot of those well, guys. We don't, we don't even get into that. And and I guess let's throw Clemens into that same – Clemens is a Hall of Famer. Because even with the dinging for steroids for the time, he is by far and away a Hall I of mean, Famer. At the same time, can you really be a Hall of Fame pitcher if you failed to hit Mike Piazza with that bat <laughs> from like 12 feet? I, I, expect I thought my, it was a ball. Look, I, saying, if it was a ball, I expect my Hall of Fame pitchers to have better control than that. Oh, those memories – um, so yeah, th- those two guys go in, um, and then I guess you're going to talk about two other guys who traditionally have been um, eschewed from the, uh, being inducted into Cooperstown, uh, and that is uh, the guy with the most hits. Uh, yeah, Pete Rose. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, and and shoeless Joe Jackson. Now this is this is going to cause consternation for particularly a lot of uh, let's call them historical baseball fans, right? Because. Uh, I feel like that's a generous. I, I'm, okay, old people. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you're the one giving that name because I, I feel like I would have gotten. Well, with because a because there's a romance about Joe Jackson that we've heard our whole lives, and there's a lot of people that that you know, have come out, and and we had Gabby Liv- Gary Livacari on the show, and he wrote a book, uh, and then talked about the the Black Sox, and and what we said on the podcast when we had Gary on is Joe Jackson took the money. And, and and so that for some people is the line that you can't cross to say it doesn't matter if you you hit three fifty one in the World Series you didn't do anything to help your team lose that was demonstrable because you took the money you got, you know so in, on this podcast for us Joe Jackson goes in our Hall of Fame because now, we're not going to go for that granted here's the thing you could just start spinning pretty fantastical tales easily if I work for a company 
and they put money in my bank account. And then I later find out that that company is doing all kinds of terrible things on the side. Am I going to be punished for that, even though I never directly participated in any of that? What does how how much did Joe Jackson did he know what he was taking money for? Because he obviously he didn't, considering he hit three fifty one in this series. Yeah, so he could have hit six forty, but he only hit three fifty. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so um, regardless, the guy still had a haul, and I understand the idea is you know what maybe he. Should his entire career be voided from baseball? Right, that's the point. For that one thing. The same way should – you know what? If we want to throw out Pete uh, Rose's managerial career because he bet on baseball when he was a manager, fine. Guess what? He's still a Hall of Fame player. Right, right, right. And and these if you want to put like a Carter in the Hall of Fame where you have the controversial guys or guys, you know – that. That's fine if you want to call special attention to their ignominy, if yeah, you yeah, will, if you at times. Have the that's... infamous hall, you can go put Clemens and Bonds <laughs> the, the, and Pete the, Rose. the Carter of infamy yeah. within the Hall of Fame, you know? You just go stick them off in their own little hallway. Everybody will know why they're there, but they're still in the Hall of Fame, and we're not going to pretend that they weren't Hall of Fame players anymore. But let's, let's give a preview, because there were other guys who fit into this category who were not advocating for Hall of Fame. In fact, the dinging that really hurts them, hurts them and, and it's a really good way of doing well, it. Well, yeah, because it it dings out the guys that we would otherwise consider probably compilers or, 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 or right. Or marginal hall of famers. However you want to right. put it. Guys like Sosa. Yeah. Guys like McGuire, even guys like Palmiero. When you really ding them for those steroid years, when they lose that 25% off of them, it you real, you, you realize, okay. Yeah. They were just really good. So, so here's what kills me in this because you have to be fair about it. And a guy that I just feel like should be in the Hall of Fame gets dinged out of it. And because of his association with steroids and, 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 and is Manny Ramirez. And it just bugs me when a guy hits 312 for his career and is probably one of the great 500 and like one of the greatest right handed hitters time. of all time. Yes, he was, he was, uh, I, um, I'm trying to what kind of a fielder, a disinterested fielder a lot of the time in his career. I remember when he went out to left field with a bottle of water in his back pocket and, and, and during the the middle of, like of an inning, he, he took a sip of water during the game. Just think, that's not a guy who's focused on defense. No. But, but but Manny is is dinged out of it in this, so we're not putting him in. Uh, he could be argued another day. Manny, I would I would sooner argue for Manny than I would argue for either McGuire or Sosa. I would agree with you there. That Manny was a superior offensive ball player to both of them, and I'd probably say a superior defensive player to both of them. Yes, yes, without a doubt. And Clemens adjusted for steroids at ten percent for the amount of career that he did is still third for starting pitchers like, all time. Yeah, Clemen, so come on, Clemens should be in there. He, he shouldn't even blink. So we're not going to put in, you know. So now, I'm, I am we're happy because we're trying to be it fair. Also, now it does help us because it does keep out one of our guys that you know tends to end up on these lists, and that's Andy Pettit. Yeah, he didn't. This even, does not help Andy Pettit. Did not help him either. And by the way, you know, in Pettit's case, he was trying to re- recover from an injury, but he. You know, apparently took the stuff, and so that's that's the dividing line. Ryan the fact that Braun it, will never get a shot because he's associated with it now. Yeah, and he was he was marginal. I think we've he looked was, at this before. He's a he marginal would have been guy. Marginal without that, but when you throw in the fact that now you're going to ding him twenty five percent if you're looking at career value index, he's not got a shot. And for those of you that, that look at Kevin Brown and, and 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 some joke that he you know uh, heard him say that he did it for his entire career, or somebody talked about that, uh, he is dinged for uh, this performance, but he just. Now, Still makes it over the mark. I do want to make this argument. In a sense, this system actually rewards the better cheaters. Okay. Because we're punishing – you can only get dinged 25% if you got caught. 
Right. Go on. So if you didn't, so if what we're saying is, okay, the issue wasn't that they cheated. Issue is that they cheated poorly. Or they got caught. And they got caught. That's what I'm saying. You cheated poorly by getting caught because all the other guys that cheated well and didn't get caught, they get all of their stats. And you know we'll never know. And we'll never know. So I I think it's almost why, in a sense, you should either just apply the 25% blanket on anybody or just throw it out. Well, I I think and, – and, 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 and David Gordon did a good job of trying to go into the years of the career that, that the that – the, let's face it. If it happened before a certain time – they weren't even right. They weren't which illegal, why, which is why Bonds comes out still looking absolutely fine because he's got all of those years early in his career where you're saying, look, the steroids were not the difference on why Barry Bonds was an unbelievable baseball player. The same way, you know, say steroids was not the difference that Mark McGuire was an unbelievable home run hitter. Because I don't think he was on steroids when he was with the Bash brothers in the late 80s. Maybe he was, but it doesn't look like No, he I don't was. believe that's the case either. So the dude had power and could hit tons of home runs even before he started taking And, and them. he was admittedly taking androstenedione when it was legal to be taken, but people still killed him for it after but the fact. The, the difference is, is I don't think Mark McGuire is a Hall of Famer. On the numbers. On the numbers. Right, right, right. Hitting, hitting. I think, you know, his, something his, his on base was not great. He was his, just one. He was just a fant- fantastic power hitter. Right, right. And with how exclusive we say, like, I, I think there are guys that hit for a lesser overall degree of power, like a Manny Ramirez. But we're just so much more a complete offensive ball player that you'd have to give them the nod before Maguire. And 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 also Same for Sosa. we talk about you know postseason play um, and and in fact uh, David Gordon's uh, baseball generation CVI does not reward post postseason play and we've always felt postseason can only add to a player's reputation it, it can't take away now, if you have if you, for, bad for it doesn't, doesn't Sosa, hurt you that is kind of a net but Manny game. Ramirez was a good postseason right. player and that helps him all that the more because I think he had up until Altuve is chasing him for the most career postseason. Home correct, runs, right? correct. Now he's in second the place. The fact that the guy has the most now, granted, that's because in part they added a whole bunch of games while he was playing, but not he's got 29 postseason home runs he, all time. It was he was not playing when it was completely ridiculous yet. Uh, pretty close, yeah, it's it was, pretty close it to now. There might have not been that one extra wild card, one or two yet. extra games, yeah. So, uh, so let's let's review. We've got four players that we've added, um, of the uh. We've got Pete Rose, we've got Joe Jackson, we've got Barry Bonds and Clemens, and the four Negro League players that so we're going to not we're talk right, about specifically for right we're, now. We're halfway so, there. So we've got another 10 players, and this is where it kind of gets interesting. So you know, just to review for, your, for, for a moment, this year in the Hall of Fame, then I think the ballots come out December 5th. Um, the first year guys that come up that are going to be interesting are a rod um will he get in well we could be in that same conversation we're not talking about evaluating these guys just thinking about what's coming up right who's going because in because you can't pull from these guys right, to add right. them jimmy rollins is up um david ortiz big poppy is up i think he's going to get a lot of support and mark Teixeira, who had a better career than you think than you think but still when you look when you look at it those are the most interesting what i'd call first year though there are 26 guys coming up for the first time this year um so guys that are retired that aren't on the ballot because they haven't been out five years um that we think are going to get in without a doubt are adrian beltre um ichiro uh, yeah and, and the recently retired buster, buster posey i think uh all of those might be first ballot guys frankly i oppose yeah, those are, those are guys out. that will almost certainly be in as soon as they are eligible to be in so you've got those pool of guys that are going to come up that could go in and, and over time remember it, Beltre and Susan, they still have time to wait before they right. even come I mean, up on the ballot. And there's still even guys behind them, like Miguel Cabrera, 
going to be a Hall of Fame. Well, those are the, the current players, right? You get Cabrera and, and you got Pujols and you got Yadier, who's got his final season. You've got Verlander, Shirts. All these guys are near the end of their career. Kershaw. Kurt, right. Uh, Grinky. Uh, Joey are, Votto this year put, put himself, I think, in, yeah, in he, better. You so know. you've got a whole bunch of guys that are going to be in the conversation that are going to be coming up, but they would not. You, those, those can't be part of the people you're adding in because they're going to be the people that keep it at that level going forward. You know, I, I'd put Utley and Beltran as two guys who are going to, when their turn comes up to be voted on, are going to be strong candidates. Uh, and we talk about Mike Trout as an active player. You know, he's already a Hall of Famer by every stretch of the imagination. Exactly. We should be arguing down the road about guys. How, how about Cole Hamels? How about his career? Career. Uh, how about Longoria? Mm-hmm. How about Chris Sale and Mookie Betts? And not yet enough time, but maybe those are the guys that we should be arguing. Those are the guys about. that I think are going to come up and be the future. Should be the people that we're you know bickering over. So when I Is when Joe I, Mauer a Hall of Famer? That's great. What a great place to start. So in, in my view, yes. My view, Joe Mauer catcher for more than half of his career which i I thought he actually didn't even catch that much so Mm. that's that's really strong and if you go and you look at the stats and we should probably talk about he has the cred in terms of the you know what we like to say those five seasons um of five war plus yep um and and he actually had a very good defensive um career um which i kind of was surprised when remember he didn't play but only half his career um you know at, at catcher uh let's see his his career five war seasons are one two three four five six at catcher um his defensive work for his career is a positive three zero. so it sounds like he's a similar kind of guy to posey yeah, I, I'd say, except Posey won three World Series. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the difference between Posey and Maurer. But Maurer hit, oh, he hit 306 for his career, 388 on base for his career. Uh, career ops plus of 124. Pretty good for a catcher. You know, he won gold gloves at catcher three different times, three right. years I in a row. I think Maurer's the kind of guy that should probably be in there, especially if we're saying Posey's almost a slam dunk. Right. Maurer should be in. Maurer, Maurer's in. If and, Posey's and, a slam dunk, Maurer should be in. So uh, definitely he goes in. And so I'll throw out some other names of guys because we can begin to argue because it's you're going to find it's kind of hard yeah. to get there with these guys. So we talked about Ken Boyer. He won the MVP, you know, 1964. Really good. Are we going to put these guys in the parking? We're trying to get to a more inclusive Hall of Fame. It almost gets hard because at a certain point, because of the standard that's been set for the type of player that belongs in the Hall of Fame, when we get down to this, where you're trying to pick these last eight guys up, it gets hard because there's guys that you're just like, I mean, yeah, I have room, but I don't have the bodies for it. Right. That's why I say it was going to be tough maybe to get, you know, to the, those, these next 18. So I, if, if let's say for a second we put him aside and we put in Ken Boyer and every baseball guy that I talk to thinks that the old shortstop Bill Dolan has been passed over enough times. So we're not going to pass over Bill Dolan, D-A-H-L-E-N. So now you're at He's three. He's going in the Hall of so Fame. So now you're at three. So you got to get five more. Right. And, and here's another name you've never heard of, Jack Glasscock old-time baseball player but we're trying to be a more inclusive hall of fame. we should bring some of these guys that have been talked about for a long time jack glasscock i'm suggesting we're going we're still gonna have trouble getting there that's why i can go through this with, with some speed um a guy that comes up all the time we already looked at his, his career last time and, and gary livicari is a real push uh, for gil hodges and so when looking at gil hodges's career before gold gloves you know, had 300-plus home runs, really good fielder. Yeah, you, you, you were saying it seems like you're trying to put him in. You're forcing him in. Right, but it feels like it's also – when you had those guys that were before gold gloves, 
th- th- there's two issues. One, I don't know how you evaluate defensive war for guides for when you couldn't watch them play. Because I don't know how you can read a box score. Know about his range? And know about his range. Well, I, I'd imagine you had some metrics. I, we, that's a good question to ask for in, in, in defensive war in particular. But the idea is that that Hodges – and here's the thing about players uh, and managers. So Gil Hodges was a manager um, that won the World Series one time, but he didn't manage for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so you don't get to combine his playing – this no. is a weird thing about – because in a sense, well, why not? If he's going in the Hall of Fame – if he went in as a player and a manager, who would care? Joe Torre could arguably be in the Hall of Fame as a player, but he went in as a manager. But his playing career was quite good, and certainly the sum total makes him a surefire Hall of Famer, but we can't count it that way. Yeah. Why? Well, I think because it makes more sense to me for the man, the, the player that later becomes a manager and they mostly get in because of their managerial work. Because imagine if there was a guy that was a ho-hum player. He was a 240 hitter, not great on defense. And then he goes on and he's a bang-up manager. And you're going to put him in as a player and a manager. His playing career wasn't a Hall of Fame-worthy career. He was only Hall of Fame-worthy as a manager. So to put his his playing career in the Hall of Fame is misrepresenting what he actually was. Hmm. You know, I I like that point. I, I like that point because I think it has validity. And, and I'm going to bring up a guy right now who would would sort of fall into that category. Yeah. He's managing the um, he's managing the Houston Astros right now. He just got picked up uh, again. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. So Dusty Baker has a chance now that he's going to manage another year to win 2,000 games. And every manager except for Bruce Bochy, who will be inducted who's won 2,000 games as a manager, is in the Hall of Fame. But before this season, you wouldn't have thought of necessarily as Dusty Matt. For whatever reason, he always kind of you know fell short or whatnot. And even though they did this year, I think he got a lot of respect right. uh, as a manager. And, and, and maybe because he's just you know in his 70s and his mid-70s now, and he's kind of cool with a toothpick and all that. So, But as a player, Dusty Baker had a very nice career. Not a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, a very nice career. Very nice tells career. you everything Career about war 37, 240 homers, 278 batting average, uh, ops plus for his career of 116. That's a nice career. It, it, in no way is it, is it a uh, Hall of Fame career. But if you add his manager, you're like, like this guy put a right. lot into baseball but, for but, his whole life. But does he's does not, that not matter? It, no, but he should go in. Uh, like The thing is, I agree with keeping it separate because as soon as you cross that line – because what happens if what happens if you guy that gets in because he's 85% of a hall of fame player and 15% of a hall of fame manager like how do you evaluate that i don't i i think this if you try to put a number on it, right. it's going to be difficult if you're going to try to quantify it in terms of numbers. But that's the problem is that, so it just becomes kind of quotients and stuff. That's what I'm saying <laughs> is that it just kind of becomes like a thing that you use because you have a guy that you like and feel like you should be in. So, so let's, because in our last, when we did the last podcast, we looked at Gil Hodges and said, man, I really want to put Gil Hodges in the hall of fame. And, and, and we both said, just like we did with Bill Freehan, who I've got here too, going, it just seems like you're, forcing it we're forcing it and i and that's where i kind of feel like we're at now when i'm looking at the rest of the guys that i'm going in there like am i gonna like oral hersheiser i feel like i'm putting him in for that one season almost i i think that's a fair thing to say that that he had this one amazing season and postseason um but the- he, he had like a three-year stretch where he was really good but outside of that he was a yeah. good pitcher oh I, you know, career whip of one two six 
200 wins when it meant a little more than it does now. Let's leave it at yeah. that. Uh, 150 losses. Uh, you know, he, I, I, three, what's, what's that career ERA? The career, you know, it's three, four, eight. Probably not enough. So, and you look at she's got that set of years where he's a dominant top of the line pitcher for those years. But who is more of a Hall of, Hall of Fame pitcher to you, Felix Hernandez or Earl Hershiser? Hershiser, really? Yeah, I, I guess. And I'm going to ding Felix for never being on a team that did anything where he had to pitch in a big game because yeah. that's his bad luck. He played for bad teams, he, and he was loyal to his bad team. So, so we love we love rewarding players when they're loyal, but we punish them when they're loyal to a bad team. Should should have he forced his way out of Seattle because I need to go somewhere for my career? So this looks bad, right? This looks bad because we're not going to get there if we're going to go down this road. Because yeah. if, if I'm going to agree with you here, then the other next guy I'm going to throw out and let's look at his stats uh, is David Cohn. <clears throat> right now, no, I I have never I don't I have never thought that David Cohn was a Hall of Famer. Right, and I okay. think the problem that you run into is that we're we're now running into what we kind of talked about last time, where we're now being the funny duddies that are stuck in the mud, going, "Oh, they're not a Hall of Famer." So, but, but you're right because we watched the guy play too. So, and and, and you probably didn't see Cohn play too much, but enough that you you know you, uh, enough to be vaguely rel- like so, aware. So, of pitcher war doesn't matter, right? So, pitcher war doesn't matter. So, what kind of war for Cohn career wise? 35 how about 62 pretty good okay yeah 194 wins 126 losses 346 year weight just like her he's like so uh, similar a spitting image to Hershiser. one two five six uh whip yeah so right right there neither one those guys sound like hall of very good pitchers he struck out 2600 guys to 2000 for for Hershiser. That, that's a big difference that that kind of that kind of gets my attention there so i i he's might got a perfect game yeah, I well, yeah, I, I and, and Hershiser has the most scoreless innings, so you know, I, yeah, yeah, I, that's I, a push. I, I don't think you want to put you know those kinds of things in there. Um, so I, I, I might say that if we're going to go back, those two guys would almost have to go in, in together. Just put them in because it's, I'm almost putting them in just because it helps. Let's see how close we out. can get to the number that gives us. Now we need that would be five, so we need four more, not three, because we need nine. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, five more. Yeah, five more. Five more. Five more. Um, oh, because we only had the eight. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so now as we're reaching the guy that we 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 had, and then we said, "Ooh, maybe he should be in." Last time, uh, I think he's still on the ballot, though. So he hasn't been passed over completely yet. Um, so he's still up for vote. Um, but we think so. And maybe I shouldn't include this guy because I don't think that that counts. It was would have been Abreu, but I don't think I don't think we're going to include him for right now. Um, so a guy who's been passed over a million times, Buddy Bell. Buddy mm-hmm. Bell, a third baseman. You know, traditionally like Boyer going, why isn't this guy in the Hall of Fame? I can't believe it. You know, three generations have played. His dad played. David Bell is the manager in, you know, in Chicago right now. Career war of 66. Um, Buddy Bell, to, to, uh, in this, you know, instance, probably should be in the Hall of Fame because we're trying to, you know, uh, put it out. Let's see about his five war seasons. He had one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so he, he he's over the line. His career D war is twenty three point eight. That's pretty. Uh, you know what? And the thing is, we you know who we put in that was similar to that? Yadier. Yes. Now Buddy Bell's not playing as premium as third base. You know, as, and there's not and we need third baseman. Third baseman. So interestingly, my math was off with okay. how many we needed because with Buddy Bell, we actually only need two more. Okay. 
Okay, so so I I and, and I highlighted some other guys, and I, I know you can argue these guys now because we went to Jimmy Wynn. We yeah, talked about now. Now when you're at sixteen, now we're up to sixty. Now like filling in these last two slots, we can we can afford to be a little pickier again. And I think I I, I remember uh, looking through uh, David Gordon's book and the other Evans we talked about, Daryl Evans. We've mentioned him. We, we talked about him. Um, you know his career. Let's see about about his five war seasons. Um, Let's see. One, two. Uh, 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 oh. He's only got two over five. Ooh. He's got a four nine. He's got a four nine. Okay, so that's kind he gotta of have three. like He's got to have like a, a bunch of four nines and right. four eights. D-War is is even. So he's, you know, yeah. neither. neither. Okay. Um, and so then you start to look at, he's got the 414 home runs and then the 248 career batting average. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just can't Dave do it. Dave Kingman, I can't come do on it. down. Oh, no, he was a better ball player than Dave Kingman. But that's what I'm saying. Don't get me started. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I think that he's not going to be, you know, we're not going to go with him. So we're, now we're kind of going now down to guys that I had at the next level below. So uh, so Palmiro doesn't win uh, on, on CVI. His, his dinging puts him below. We're, we're already saying he wasn't in. So now we're down to Sheffield. Oh, except that the the dinging the, for the steroids CBI kills him, kills him, takes him out. So um, we took Pettit out for that same yep. reason. We're down to what I think are five guys. Okay, five guys. You ready? Or any of them? Ready? We'll, 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 We've it. talked about them before. So you mentioned him just a few minutes ago, Tory Hunter. No. Okay. Yeah. Just the, you don't even have to look. You don't want to look at stats. You don't I want... just gut reaction. No. Okay. Um, should we look at stats? Should we do that? Just sure. to be fair to see. We'll give our gut reaction and then take a look at stats. Because the, the thing is, is it possible that he has more five war seasons than we think? Well, he should come up well in D war. Right. He should. Yeah. Well, we think. So, uh, yeah. Uh, 18, 17 seasons by you and me, 19 overall, because only he played one in six in his first two years. Uh, career war of 50.7. Oh, it's going to be right there. It's, it's just going to be right there. It's going to be real. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I'm wrong. Okay, so he only has two five war seasons. I thought that might happen. And he has a bunch in the fours. Low know. fours or high fours? Um, well, one in the, in the high fours and a couple in the low fours. Yeah, um, just not. What's the D war? The, the D war is for his career. I, th- I, I had a feeling this might happen. Is it low? It's not as high as I That's expected. That's what I thought might happen. 4.0 for his career. I, I'm not surprised because I've noticed that a lot of times the players sometimes that are known for their defense like this, they're not actually as good as what you remember them. What you remember more is that Torrey Hunter made a lot of flashy wall climbing plays, but like there was a lot of other plays he didn't make. So, of course, you know, baseball reference, and we're pulling these stats from, thank you, Sean Foreman. Um you also list the guy's salary, and I, I guess you know you never talk about baseball player salaries because just without you don't know. It's like what do you guess, Tory Hunter, who hasn't played since 2015? What was his career earnings? Ooh, over 100 million, 171 million dollars. Tory Hunter, yeah, and he is I, not going into our Hall of Fame. I remember he signed a fat contract near the end of his career with the Angels. 171 million dollars. Yep. So, uh, you know, and so here's another player that we'll put on there, and that um, is, is Brett Saberhagen. So, you know, uh, we've talked about him before, and another guy right on the margin. It's, but when you look at the stats, it's just not there. Because I remember doing this. I remember having this conversation with you about Saberhagen. His strongest stat, I'd say, for, would be a career whip of 1.14. That's, That's good. excellent for a starting pitcher. 
1,700 career strikeouts speaks to the brief career because he got injured quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's pretty important. And, and he had a career war of 59. Uh, and if you, you go to the other metric we use, he had one, two, three, four seasons of uh, five seasons of five war. Well, I'd say right now he would be my pole position guy for getting out of Yeah, this. because we're having trouble getting to the number, I think is what really comes, you know, comes mm-hmm. down to it. Um, he, he's also not the inventor of sabermetrics, just to be clear. No, no, he's not. So um, there are three other guys we'll talk about, and we've mentioned before. Yeah. And, um, one of them is uh, still doing broadcasting, uh, Jim Cott, K-A-A-T, the big left-hander who has lots of wins in his career because he played at a time where pitchers you got wins you know but but doesn't have any other career stats that really i I really like the player i'm just trying to pull him up here but um my 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 tabs are a little slow so he would be one of them rick russell is another Mm -hmm. guy that we've talked about you know being part of it um and and maybe you know he would be there and then the last guy is sal bando and i think we went through him last time and thought he was marginal so we got to pick two out of these guys well we if we want to fill it out, I think uh, maybe I, we shouldn't. I think we should put in Saber Hagen and you leave the 18th spot open. I think you're right. Because I think ultimately in the end of the day, you're trying like I'm happy. I don't feel bad about any of the guys. So that it would be the, the, the next 18 would be Shoeless Joe Jackson, Barry Bonds, Clemens, Pete Rose. And this we had it was about five. To, it was an, an additional four Negro League players. We had Minnie Minoso. Uh, we had William Bell. Well, we actually we picked four players, right? Uh, and yeah. we said it could be more than that. It's going to be kind of you know replaceable because it, it's, yeah, it, Buck O'Neill who was well, Buck more of a, not as a player though, just but he was a, one of the people going in. Yeah, and then we had John Beckwith and William Bell, right, right, right. Besides many, so we, of of those guys, that would be our pool to pull from to right. go into the Hall of Fame. We don't even have to name them necessarily. Then we had Joe Mauer, Ken Boyer, Bill Dolan, Jack Glasscock. Gil Hodges, Oral Hershiser, David Cohn, Buddy Bell, rounding it out as Brett Saberhagen. So that's instead of going with 18 this time. So we've got 35. Five. Yeah, we're that, one short. That we're adding. And and we went, I'd, I'd say you'd agree, we went pretty deep you, here. We, we started going like, oh my God, I can't put that guy in. So I think that's the way it should be is you should be arguing about the guys that are like, you know, is this guy really a Hall of Fame or not? I don't know why he's not in. Yeah. So, um, you know, guys that are coming up, we, 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 Helton's going to go in, you know, when his time. Right, but think. the guys that are coming up now are the guys that you're going to be counting on adding it going forward to yeah. keep the level up. Right. Every every two years, five guys would have to go in to sort of at least maintain the rate that we're at. So, you know, we say Roland's going to go in when his time comes up. We say Helton's going to go in. Um, you know, these guys, you know, are, are going to, and it's going to happen pretty quick because Ichiro, all those guys are right, first right. Now, down. That, that might, what, this might help buoy it because it's like maybe there was just a weird gap of because of like player ages and generations and how long ball players last that like if you didn't have a lot of overlap it seems like coming out of the late 90s and 2000s right, where you right. had a lot of guys went into the hall of fame in that time period by the way in no way do i think a rod is going to actually be voted into the hall of fame even though he should uh, I, I don't I, I hope that he even stays on the ballot there's such prejudice there that you know i, I think sometimes that he, they might just ignore him because they just don't like ortiz him. is in that same you ortiz know, is liked though he's, he's that's liked the a big, lot more than a rod and, and the biggest advantage he has is that alex rodriguez exists in the same time frame for him to take a lot of the heat off of him 
But when we get through these guys, right, the A-Rods and, and the Ortiz, yeah. we, you know, the, the Beltres, Ichiros, and Posies, all those guys getting in, the, the guys that are active, it's going to take a while for that to play out to get right. those five guys over two years. So uh, I think it's going to, this is going to work because there aren't as many, if you start getting, you get these guys out of the league now, right, that are in the end of their careers that we talked about, the Cabreras and the Scherzers and all that. They retire sometime in the next couple of years. Kershaw. Right, and then we'll have new guys coming up. We'll have we'll new guys, talking. except that Betts will still be too early in his career to really be in, in that situation. You don't have that many active players that are like, well, he's definitely on a Hall of Famer. Think about it. Right, we have like 10-ish. Well, well, you're, you're talking about... I'm talking about three years from now. But yeah, but three years from now, you're going to have guys that are emerging that we're going to be talking about how they're going to be... You're, Juan so you're going to go, yeah. well, Juan Soto's on that track. Exactly. So so I think it's less about that and more we're trying to get that number up, and that's what this number, adding these 35 guys will do. So our Hall of Fame now would have 298 players. Yeah, bringing us to like 1.25%, just like we want. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool.